G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. G'day, mate. I'm doing well. It's good to be with you. It's great to catch up with you, mate. And uh, interesting news about uh, New South Wales talking about opening up in December. So what's your take on that, mate? Well, uh, we found ourselves in a situation where New South Wales is leading the nation out of the COVID era, I suppose you could put it that way, or at least out of lockdown. And um, I'm pleased about that. If I had to choose any state in the country to do the job who I thought would act in a way that was uh, the most conscious of people's freedoms and rights and particularly the situation for churches and worship and stuff like that, I would say that would be New South Wales. So uh, it certainly wouldn't be Victoria where things have been far more draconian and, and far more oppressive. Um, New South Wales is quite serious about ultimately getting back to normal and um, that's seen in their policy. As of the 1st of December, there will be very minimal restrictions across the state of New South Wales and uh, the great news is that they're not going to put any vaccination requirements on churches. Uh, Churches can open up for all, uh, even before the 1st of December, uh, and there will not be a two-tiered society in New South Wales where the vaccinated have certain rights and the unvaccinated don't as of 1st of December, and I think that's great. I think uh, we need to seriously contend with uh, finding a way to get back to normal, Uh, even if it isn't perfectly safe, but then no life is perfectly safe. Life's not about safety, life's about living. Um, And uh, ultimately, we do need to get back to normal. So I'm I'm really pleased to see New South Wales is leading the way. Obviously, they're not perfect, and I'm not pretending they are, but, uh, wow, we've done well if they're the ones that uh, get to carry the baton, and hopefully other states will uh, follow. Yes, let's uh, watch and pray for all those other state leaders as they make their announcements. And uh, I know that on that topic, uh, a lot of pastors signed the Ezekiel Declaration. Uh, Do you think that made a bit of a difference? Well, look, there was a lot of concern uh, prior to the announcement by the New South Wales government that vaccinated church services were off the cards. And it started with the Ezekiel Declaration. Uh, Thousands of pastors signed that, which was a statement to say basically vaccine passports for churches can't be done. Uh, Theologically, uh, you can't split up the body of Christ. You can't show partiality in church. There's no divisions in Jesus. Vaccination isn't one of them. And then all the major denominations came out and said the same thing, or most of them. You had the Catholics, you had the Anglicans, you had the the, the Hillsong, you had uh, a whole range of people. And that level of concern that started with the Ezekiel Declaration, followed through with the denominations, uh, had a major impact in New South Wales. So avoiding a very thorny theological issue, (laughs) a very big challenge. And I think that's wonderful. We don't have to contend with that in the churches in New South Wales. And look again, prayers that other states will follow that lead. Mm, Absolutely, mate. Uh, Good to hear your take on that. Uh, And uh, with the ACL, You've had a lot of volunteers uh, participate in a few grassroots activity campaigns recently. What's the latest with you guys? Well, yeah, there's good things happening. So out of the misery of COVID, uh, which a lot of people are getting a bit down in the mouth about for understandable reasons, uh, I want to assure people that good things are happening. We've had a number of campaigns going on and 
Our volunteers have been out there advocating for religious freedom. They've been advocating for life right across the entire country on a day of action last week. And, um, you know, for example, one of the things we do is what we call patch-through calls. And so an ACL volunteer will call somebody. They could be anywhere in the country. Uh, and they'll call them up. They'll be an ACL supporter. There's hundreds of thousands of them. And they'll say, hey, this is what's going on in the parliament right now. Or, hey, right now there's a religious debate in the government uh, about religious freedom. Um, you know, we would love you to lend your voice to that debate, to talk to your MP, to say what your views are as their constituents. Uh, you know, it would really make a difference if lots of people like you rang up and said, and said the right thing. And if that person goes, yeah, sure, I'd be keen to do that, we patch them through. We press a button and they get patched straight through to their actual MP, who is at that time considering the actual issue that we've talked to them about, because it's on the agenda in the government, and they can say, hey, this is what I think is your constituent. And we can do that thousands of times in a day. Wow. So uh, it's pretty cool. And our volunteers have become really good at it. But that's the sort of thing you do as an ACL volunteer. And uh, we got verbal commitments from two of the MPs that we targeted. We targeted five. But already two of them have come back. In fact, two of them came back on the day and, and made a commitment to us and said, actually, we will support the religious freedom bill and we will support workplace protections for Christians as well. Mm. Uh, and so it makes an impact. It's a great way to get out there and make your voice heard and good things are happening. Wonderful thing. And I've heard uh, from different MPs over the years about how much they've been impacted by phone calls, emails, letters, but also visits from constituents. Um, it's important that we... Uh, Keep uh, sharing our views with our pollies, isn't it? Oh, a hundred percent. Look, and that's just a big part of the battle. It's simply um, being those who don't just sit there and, and get cranky about the situation in society. But when you are feeling that way, you just ring up your local MP's office, or as you said, Matt, even better, get a group of friends together, or get your pastor or someone uh, and go in and see them. Uh, it makes a big, big, big difference. They say, "Oh, I'm hearing from my constituents on this," and all of a sudden they become interested. And in other news, the uh, federal government has tabled a new regu regulation threatening the registration of charities, including Christian charities. What's the latest there? Yeah, this is interesting. So if you're a charity or a not-for-profit, you have to register with the Australian Charities and Not-for-Profits Commission, and they're your regulator. Um, and the Australian Charities and Not-for-Profits Commission has quite a lot of power over charities. And one of the powers they have is that they can deregister you. They can finish you. Uh, if someone associated with your charity commits uh, an indictable offence, which is a serious criminal offence. And I don't think too many people have a big concern about that, you know, and it's a discretionary thing. They won't necessarily do it, but they may, they may deregister you. But there is the government, for reasons only known to the government, has put up a, 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 a regulation in the parliament to try and make it easier for the ACNC to deregister charities. And... The, the regulation says that actually the ACNC can deregister a charity if someone associated with them commits a summary offence, which is like, you know, really, you know, it could be a teacher at a Christian school teaching about uh, gender orientation and sexuality according to the Bible. And they say, well, you've breached the conversion laws and you've committed a summary offence. You've deregistered as a Christian school. Uh, or it could be a pro-life organisation who's doing a march down the streets of Sydney and a policeman comes along and says, hey, you just obstructed, tra obstructed traffic, young man. 
uh, and he's charged with a summary offence of obstructing traffic. And the whole charity gets deregistered because of some vo- some volunteer or someone who showed up at a at a walk or a march and who did something very small. And you know, for groups like ACL, where we have volunteers out and about on the streets in shopping centres doing flyer drops and that. You know, it could be a minor trespass or something that we have no control over or that one person did or that was a genuine mistake and we could have our whole organisation deregistered. That's crazy. So we have a campaign at acl.org.au for people to put pressure on Pauline Hanson and Malcolm Malcolm Roberts, who are the One Nation senators, to vote against uh, against that regulation because their votes will actually make the difference. Uh, and if they vote no, the whole thing will fall apart and charities like the Australian Christian Lobby, Lobby will be saved. So, uh, yeah, really appreciate people's efforts on that one. Mm, wow, F- fascinating. And I really uh, love the fact that you guys are uh, giving us information about that. I, had, I didn't know anything about that one, so I'm going to have to look that one up myself. Uh, acl.org.au, of course, is the website. And uh, in other news, the uh, New South Wales Euthanasia Bill, what's the latest there? Well, euthanasia keeps on rolling on around the country. It's passed in Western Australia and Victoria and uh, I think Tasmania as well. But now we've got it in New South Wales. Alex Greenwich, independent MP, is going to table that bill on the 12th of October. Uh, It's pretty sad, you know. We got to a situation where they've given up on uh, looking after people in the latter stages of their life through palliative care, which is underfunded uh, and which works very well. And instead, they said, look, let's just legalise suicide. And um, it's a shame. I mean, uh, I've done a lot of research into this issue, a lot. uh, And you look at those countries where it's been in place for the longest, and, man, they have just slid down that slippery slope. Uh, You know, in Belgium, they euthanise children with disabilities. There's been quite a few cases. I was young as nine. Uh, And there's people with dementia who can't consent getting euthanised. One in 60 euthanasia patients has dementia and couldn't consent to it anyway. Um, it's just terrible. It's gone way over the line. And uh, it, is, it is what happens when you legalise death, when you legalise suicide. Mm. Um, and uh, suicide isn't, uh, it's not healthcare. Uh, in fact, we've got lifeline for that kind of thing. Mm. <laughs> so mm. uh, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they're legalising doctors to come in and say, well, how about we kill you? Um, and the doctor can't even suggest it in some of these pieces of legislation. But encouragingly in New South Wales, the Premier, Gladys Berejiklian, has made some negative comments about this bill and said, look, we've had this debate before and it didn't get up and, you know, she's been very dismissive of it and that's a good sign. And so there may be some real benefit in people getting involved in that uh, to help the elderly in particular, uh, but also all kinds of vulnerable people in the future from the euthanasia stuff um, to get on the ACL website and um, participate in the campaign to write to your New South Wales state MP on that. It may well be worth it because the... Uh, because the the Premier there has been sceptical of the bill, which is a great sign, and maybe New South Wales will lead the pushback on this. Once again, if people want to find out more, the website is acl.org.au, and people can search up ACL on social media and also uh, check out the Truth of It Live, wonderful videos that uh, you keep pumping out there, mate, all over the social media and YouTube. It's uh, so good to see you speaking up for all these wonderful values. Mate, it's been a pleasure catching up with you today. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Matt. Always a pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.